This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by next week's AgriPulse Food and Ag Issues Summit. Register today under the Events tab at agripulse.com. Good Friday afternoon, I'm Spencer Chase. The long-running back-and-forth over Mexico's efforts to block the use of genetically modified corn within its borders took another turn today with formal new U.S. action. U.S. Trade Representative Catherine Tai has formally called for dispute consultations with Mexico over the matter, a progression of the dispute process under the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement. In February, Mexico released a decree to ban the imports of GMO white corn for chips, tortillas, and other food products in the country, and said it plans to explore alternative sources of feed corn for its livestock. American officials say the plan runs counter to USMCA principles and have worked through the various early dispute processes since the beginning of the year. American farm groups cheered the news, with National Corn Growers Association President Tom Haig saying Mexico's actions are not based on sound science and threaten the financial well-being of American producers. The U.S. Grains Council said it would do all in its power to support the American consultation efforts to continue the flow of corn between the U.S. and Mexico. Bill Thompson has a detailed look at the news in his coverage on agripulse.com. Also online today, the Senate has sent a deal to raise the nation's debt ceiling to President Joe Biden's desk. Senators reached an agreement to hold a series of amendment votes Thursday evening, leading to a 63-36 vote on final passage just before 11 p.m. Eastern Time. 46 Democrats and 17 Republicans voted in favor of the bill. After the vote, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer offered three major victories from the passage of the bill, including preventing a default. Second, the bill preserves the lion's share of the historic investments we've made to grow our economy, fix our infrastructure, make the U.S. more competitive on the world stage, which the Republican caucus in the House seemed intent on tearing down. They didn't get to do that. And third, and very importantly, we did a very good job of taking the worst parts of the Republican plan that would have hurt so many families, and we took those worst parts off the table. The bill includes changes to supplemental nutrition assistance program work requirements, but also added new exceptions that the Congressional Budget Office says could end up actually increasing enrollment in the program. Noah Wicks has a look at the story in his coverage on agripulse.com. Finally today, a lighter season of highly pathogenic avian influenza detections is a relief for the poultry industry, but the sector is also keeping an eye on what might be needed for future outbreaks. AgriPulse's Hannah Pegel has more. A leader in the turkey industry says there needs to be updates to trade policy before a vaccine is distributed to flocks to address future outbreaks of highly pathogenic avian influenza. Joel Brandenberger is the president of the National Turkey Federation. Speaking on this week's AgriPulse Newsmakers, Brandenberger said the poultry industry is interested in developing a vaccine for future high-path outbreaks, but says there are concerns over how the vaccine might impact global markets. Research should be done. We should try to find a vaccine that would work well on this on this strain. That, that should happen regardless of any other consideration. However, where I think we're all in agreement is a vaccine probably should not be deployed until we know it won't devastate trade. We've got a lot of trade agreements that are based on, frankly, some old old science when there was less of an ability to detect the difference between infected birds and vaccinated birds. Those trade agreements have to be updated. Brandenberger was joined on a panel with Ashley Peterson with the National Chicken Council. 
This week's headline guest was Undersecretary Jenny Lester Moffitt, who joined the show to discuss HiPath and USDA's efforts to stand up regional food centers. Head to agripulse.com to watch the full show. For Agripulse, I'm Hannah Pagel. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. Register now for the 2023 AgriPulse Food and Ag Issue Summit in California. The event will offer participants a full day of presentations and panel discussions. You can hear from members of the California legislature, food and agriculture leaders, along with industry experts and academics. The summit takes place on June 5th at the Sheridan Grand Sacramento and through our virtual experience. View the latest information and register today under the events tab at agripulse.com. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.